Welcome to Pursuit Church Mornington Podcast with Pastor Brian Carden. The message you're about to hear will help you build your faith in Christ and grow in the knowledge of His will. Let's go right into the message. Does God use the stars and the heavens to speak to us at times? Well, the Bible says in the book of Genesis, chapter 1, verse 14, it says, And God said, Let there be lights in the vault of the sky or in the heavens, in the firmament, to separate the day from the night and let them serve or let them be for signs. Do you see that? To mark sacred times and days and years. To mark the seasons, days and years. That these things would be for signs and for seasons. You see the signs with the comma? And for seasons, comma? And for days and years? They're for signs, the Bible says. And let me just kind of take you to a, an account that we all are very familiar with. How about the birth of Jesus? In Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 to, through 2, it says, Now when Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea in the days of Herod the king, behold, there, were, there came wise men from the east to Jerusalem, saying, Where is he that is born king of the Jews? For we have seen his star in the east and are come to worship him. We see this a lot of times depicted at Christmas. We see the star over Bethlehem, over the manger. Anybody ever see that? Well, that was something that these wise men followed to find the Christ. They saw his star. They saw the sign and said, hey, he's here. Isn't that something? goes on to say in Acts chapter 2, verses 17 through 21, Peter, on the day of Pentecost, after the baptism of the Holy Spirit, began to speak a prophecy that Joel, out of chapter 2, verses 32, through 32, he resounded what he said there where he said, And it shall come to pass in the last days, saith God, I will pour out my spirit upon all flesh, and your sons and daughters shall prophesy. Your young men shall see visions, your old men shall dream dreams, and all my servants and all my handmaids I will pour out in those days of my spirit, and they shall prophesy, and I will show wonders in heaven above and signs in the earth beneath, blood and fire and vapor of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and notable day of the Lord. That's a very unique, very important understanding. Before, before that great and notable day of the Lord come. And it will come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be saved. Joel chapter 2 verses 1 through 2 says this, Blow ye the trumpet in Zion and sound an alarm in my holy mountain. Let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh for as it is nigh at hand. A day of darkness and gloominess, a day of clouds and thick darkness, as the morning spread upon the mountains a great people and a strong, there hath not been ever the like, neither shall be any more after it, even to the years of many generations. Verse 10, the earth shall quake before them, the heavens shall tremble, and the sun and the moon shall be dark, and the stars shall withdraw their shining. So we can see that God uses the heavens. He also uses things in the earth to talk about notable and significant times that God wants the whole world to see and for us to realize, to get a hold of, to say, hey, you know what? I better wake up here and I better get busy about the Father's business. Jesus said it like this in in John chapter 9 when his disciples were coming out after he was preaching one time. He said this, speaking of there was a blind man sitting outside the temple, and as they were passing by, they said, well, uh, why was this man, Jesus was going to heal this man, and they said, hey, don't you know everybody's wanting to kill you? He said, listen, we got to work the works of God while it's still day, for the night comes when no man can work. 
That's a very important statement. Because, guys, let me just tell you, it is still day right now. And in the body of Christ, we are called to be about the Father's business. We're called to do the works of God in the earth today. For there is a time coming where the body of Christ will not be in this earth in this manner. And a lot of other things are going to happen in this earth to turn a lot of people to God. But as for now, we are here and we're called to work the works of God. Verse 30, And I will show wonders in the heavens and in the earth, blood and fire and pillars of smoke. The sun shall be turned into darkness and the moon into blood before that great and terrible day of the Lord come. And it shall come to pass that whosoever shall call on the name of the Lord shall be delivered. For in Mount Zion and Jerusalem shall deliverance call on the Lord. He has said, and in the remnant of the Lord shall call. Revelation 12.1 says, A great sign appeared in heaven. I want to talk about this just for a moment because I remember years ago looking at particular constellations. Now, we're not talking about astrology. We're just talking about constellations. Are you with me? You can look in the heavens. I'll never forget when I... I'm trying to remember the, uh, the guy with the bow and arrow. What's his name? And I'll never forget looking at that in the heaven. I went, my goodness. How in the world could anybody not believe that there is a God? There's no way that that happened by accident. When you look at Orion and you see, and you see that, I'm telling you, it is amazing. Amazing. But there are so many different things that God has spelt out in the heavens. Let me just look at this for just for a moment. When it comes to these constellations, the Jewish Maseroth has these 12 constellations and these eclipses that are pointing at two specific constellations that comprise the next month's what they call the Revelation sign, which is out of Revelation 12 as I begin to read. Now, I'm going to set a precedence for this because in Revelation 12, verse 1, it talks about this woman. This woman that you see here is the constellation Virgo in the Bible. Now, it also depicts something that we know that has taken place, which is the birth, a virgin birth, and her name was Mary, and she bore a son because right above Virgo in this, in this timeline is another constellation called Leo. Anybody know who Leo is? It's the lion, which is depicting the lion of the tribe of Judah. Virgo is, a, is the virgin woman in the earth, and we're talking about Mary. Listen, I'll tell you, it's a powerful understanding, but God spelt these things out in the Scripture. I hope this helps you tonight because it might blow some of you away in this aspect. I told you it might shake some of your foundations of understanding, but let me just go along with this because this understanding of what John describes is a woman clothed with the sun and the moon under her feet and a crown of 12 stars on her head. And this Revelation 12 is the woman which represents what we know as the constellation of Virgo, and the crown of the 12 stars represent the nine stars of the constellation. And Leo is in conjunction with Mercury, Mars, and Venus. Let me just... Help you with this understanding because these things, and you, you'll see this on the news soon if you haven't already. Anybody ever been seeing some of this already? Nobody? You'll probably see it. You'll start hearing about it. Just like you saw the total eclipse come, uh, just happen in America, uh, there's another great sign that's supposed to happen, which is a very unique sign because this sign just so happens to fall on the day of the Feast of Tabernacles according to the feast of Israel. And you say, well, what is significant about that? Well, guess when the signs that showed up for Jesus' birth were? Come on, think about this for a moment. All of these things were times of significant times that's happened on high feast days in the feast of, according to God's depiction in the Bible. So these high feast days that we see in the Scripture, tabernacles, Passover, 
we call Easter. Do you know in 2014, the first blood red moon that took place down that time actually happened on Passover. We see another blood red moon a little bit later. And each one of these blood red moons in 2014 and 2015 all happened on high feast days on Jewish feast days. And this particular Jewish feast day, and you'll see feast day, uh, you'll see as I, I begin to lay this out for you a little bit better, that happens at Tabernacle is a unique time even in the feast day of what it means. And we're going to look at this tonight just for a moment because I believe that the Bible says before this great notable day of the Lord return, the Bible, Jesus said, you'll look and see the sign of the Son of Man. Now remember, the wise man saw the sign of the birth of the king of the Jews, which is his sign. Because Jesus said there will be signs in the heavens and in the earth. And, and let me back up a little bit. Let me keep reading here as I got it written out for you as well. The moon appears to be under the feet of the constellation, Virgo, in September of this month. And the sun will be passing through the constellation. It's a very unique thing. I wish I could draw all of this out for you. But it's a very unique thing to see this because what's happening is at the same time that Virgo is right now in this month in the heavens, the sun will be passing through the constellation, which they say is meant to be the woman being clothed with the sun. Just so happens it's passing through this particular time. And then it goes on to say, uh, and, and, and with an understanding of, and I tell you, this is, this is very, very good here. Because the scripture says in the second verse of the 12th chapter, it says that the woman was pregnant and cried out in pain, and she was about to give birth. Now, let me just say this. Some people suggest that this will be fulfilled because the planet Jupiter will be traversing the constellation after having undergone an apparent retrograde of motion. And I took this particular statement right here from an understanding that I've, I've gotten off of NASA's uh, site and a couple of other places too, which talk about this uh, particular significant sign in the heavens right now, which is very unique because what's happening is, is Jupiter is going to be passing through Virgo, which, let me just keep reading here just for a moment, because with the Jewish Maseroth, these particular planets mean something in these constellations. So some people suggest that as Jupiter is passing through, because it's actually changing its place in the sky. It's not going necessarily in the same old pattern. It's, it's moving in a motion that is kind of out of sequence, which is very unique. That doesn't happen. And this is why some people say this hasn't happened for over 7,000 years. Some people believe. Some people believe it hasn't happened since for over 1,000 plus years. These are the kind of things that these guys are kind of guessing, but this doesn't happen very often if it has ever happened before. Or maybe it happened at the time of Jesus' birth. So it's very unique. What's unique about this is that after entering what they perceive to be Virgo's womb, because in its location, Jupiter exits the lower part of the womb 42 weeks later. And you know what happens? I mean, from the time it enters into Virgo like that, 42 weeks later it passes through what would be like the womb of Virgo. And most of, you, most of you know where that, what that means because 40, after 42 weeks, that's the gestation period of having a baby, 37 to 42. So this planet is passing through the loins of the constellation. And Leo, 
which is to the womb of the constellation of Virgo, just before the entrance of Jupiter into the womb, which is very unique. Understanding who Leo is, understanding this timing is very unique because the timing of this is on the feast days, in the feast days. And again, this sign coincides with the high day of Rosh Hashanah on the Jewish calendar, which is also called, we call the Feast of Trumpets, which the Feast of Trumpets is the first of the fall feasts of the Feast of Tabernacles. And its time is expected to either begin on the evening of the September 21st and the end of the 22nd, or begins on the 22nd, ends on the 23rd, when this sign is spoken to be fulfilled, which the Feast of Trumpets is Jewish tradition is believed to be on that day, And they believe that that is the day when the dead will be resurrected and the judgment will begin. That is in their faith. That is what they believe in this time. When those signs converge in the heavens, they believe that there's going to be a resurrection of the dead. That is what they celebrate in this time. This is what they believe. And this is what they believe that those signs particularly uh, mean when all of that converges, which is a powerful thought. Now, that's Jewish understanding, but as a Christian, we look at it in a whole different light. Because what do we look at it as? Christians believe that this period describes the very rapture of the church and starts the tribulation period found in the book of Revelation. Now, this whole complete thing is going to happen on the 23rd of September of this month. And you know where it happens? Over Jerusalem. The solar eclipse that we had didn't happen, the full solar eclipse didn't happen over Australia, it happened over America. Which also, there's a lot of prophetic understanding about that too. But let me just say this. This particular sign is going to happen over Jerusalem on the Feast of Tabernacles. Now, I again, I am a proponent that 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 doesn't mean that Jesus is going to return on that day. I do believe that God is doing something in the heavens. Because this doesn't happen. I mean, as far as it being recorded, I I don't even know if it's ever been recorded. But it's just being estimated by astronomers and, and a lot of scientists and different people. And they see these things converging right now, and they're wondering what's happening. But I'm going to share something with you, a personal thing. When Jesus called me to preach the gospel, when I was a young boy, I had a unique encounter with the Lord, personally. And I saw myself, I was a young boy at this time, and I saw myself as a man. And I saw particularly, and listen to me, as a boy, I didn't know any of this stuff. I didn't know none of this stuff. But I had a unique encounter with the Lord, and and, and I'll be honest with you, it scared me. I didn't even tell my mama about it. I did cry. I did holler for her, and she'd come into my room. I didn't tell her anything because I was scared. And I wasn't sure exactly what all it meant. But what I did see was that in the heavens, it was nighttime, and I was kind of on a mountain, and I grew up in Texas, and I never even lived on a mountain. Didn't you know, at that age, I'd never been on a mountain, and you know exactly what I'm talking about. I lived on the Gulf Coast, and it is flat like, a pan, like that floor right there, like a pancake. You know what I'm talking about? And you don't see mountains. you got to travel a good ways to go to a mountain. And I'm up on a mountain overlooking a valley with lights and trees, and I'm a grown man. And I see in the heavens this star shooting across like this, but it wasn't falling. It was kind of going up like this. And it crossed over these two stars, and when it got to the middle, it just fell through. And when it fell through, Jesus was standing there. Next thing I know, I see myself in heaven. And I'm standing there as a man. Jesus is to my right. And I'm bent over, and I'm looking to my left, and there was like this, this road. All I can say is kind of like a, like, a, like a sidewalk, so to speak. And all of these people, and I, it was like I knew all of these people, but I never met them before in my life. 
and I'm presenting them like this. I'm kind of bowed over like that, and I'm presenting them to the Lord, and I wouldn't look that way. And I'm just looking at them, and I'm kind of, and I've got the, and the, the, the feeling of all of this, guys, and I'm, I'm describing something to you uh, that's very personal. I don't tell very often, and, and my leaders and, and know what I'm talking about in this. I don't talk about this very much. And so I, I'm presenting people before the Lord like this. And I had no idea what that meant. Today I do. It's scriptural. As a pastor, I fully understand it. But that day I didn't. The next thing I know, I knew I had to look at Jesus. In my flesh, my mind, I'm telling you as a boy, I'm, I'm sitting there going, I'm going to hell. Oh, my God. I'm trying to wake up. I'm doing the very best I can to come up, come to, but there's nothing I can do about it. I'm just like, oh, <laughs> And next thing I know, I look to the right, and all I see is just as far as I could see was just like wheat, just a field of wheat. And the Holy Ghost is speaking in my spirit. And he begins to talk to me. And you know what he talked to me? Scriptures. Scriptures I never even memorized, scriptures I didn't even know. And you know what he was talking about sowing and reaping? He was talking about fields are white, ready to harvest, all of these kind of things. And I'm sitting there going, oh, wow. But let me just tell you something. What that taught me as well, by looking into the Word of God, because I had to judge all of it by the Word as I've grown up and looked at all of these kind of things. That's not the only encounter I've had with God. But let me just say this. The uniqueness of it is, is the, the, the heavens will speak of His coming. Everywhere you see about the last days and the great notable days and these things before the Lord comes, that there will be signs in the heavens. Maybe scientists call it another term. Who knows, something similar to climate change happening in the earth. We call it birth pains. Are you with me? Oh, it's human issue. Yeah, it's a human issue because it's sin in the earth and the timing of God. You know, the Bible doesn't tell us, and it tells us specifically and explicitly that in the last days the earth will not flood again with water, but the Bible says in the end times that he will judge that the world will be burned up with fire. In Revelation 1-7, in this first chapter, Jesus said, Behold, as John wrote, He cometh with clouds, and every eye will see Him, and they who pierced Him, and all the kindreds of the earth shall wail because of Him. Even so. Thank you for listening to today. If you are wanting more of these timely messages and teachings, go to our website at Pursuit Church Mornington to find all the other ways you can access Pursuit Church ministry and messages.